And we're back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 7, Episode 3, The Girl Next Door. I'm Chris Barrows. And my name is Dan Cummins. Welcome back to the best Supernatural podcast on the air. Our Season 7 journey continues here, Chris. And it's an episode that you teased a list that you found on, on Reddit uh, in, in the first episode of the premiere here. And uh, you had you had said that someone had actually gone through and told us that roughly half of the episodes were filler. Right. According to their observation. Now, if I had to wager a guess here, Chris, my guess is that this episode falls into that filler category. It it according to their list, it did, despite the fact that there being a little bit of plot. It's so tiny that I agree with the assessment. And they did describe that they described this in the next two episodes, actually, as filler. Very interesting. Yeah. So I would I think I would agree with that um, assessment, Chris. But as far as filler goes, this is a really fun one. And you and I have talked ad nauseum about what makes a good filler episode. If it's going to be a filler episode, let's have a few things, right? Two of the things I think they hit on this one, great, Chris, which is that one, you got to have a great monster, right? I think in this case, we do. It's a brand new monster, as far as I can tell. We haven't actually covered this monster yet on the show. And the other thing is we got to learn something about our main heroes, right? We have to learn something about our characters that we didn't already know. And we're going to do that through flashbacks in this episode. And I actually think the flashbacks are done really, really well. The third thing, for those that are curious, for a filler episode, I think to be the perfect filler episode, Chris, is a uh, piece of uh, A-plot connection within it. I don't think we covered that in this episode. Um, I mean, surely Dean wakes up and he's got a broken leg. We're, like We see the effects of the last episode, but there's not that strong of a connection to the Leviathan plot in this one, right? So according to me, I think the, uh, what's the score on this one, Chris? 8.0 out of nine, or um, is it an 8.0 out of 10? Or is it an 8.0 out of 10? It, it's, you know, that's low, low based on, and I like this one better than the last episode. So that's the, that's the one thing I will say is to me, this yeah. was a strong episode. Yes, filler. Filler does not mean bad. And I think that's the thing we've tried to d- define on this show is filler is not a bad thing. Filler is good television, right? And you go back, you go as far as the, a show I reference all the time in the X-Files, which the X-Files was innovative in a lot of ways. But the X-Files, arguably, some people love the X-Files because of its Monster of the Week episodes. And some would say, yeah, the plot's fine. The sub- whatever, give me your Monster of the Week. Supernatural can do that, too. And yeah. I think Supernatural continues to put out great Monster of the Week episodes throughout the entire 15-year run. This, to me, is one of them. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, we've got a monster at Japanese folklore in this one, which is pretty cool. And let's just get to it, Dan. It aired on October 7th, 2011, directed by Jensen himself. And I thought Jensen did a great job with this one. I really think the story he told and in the directing, I, I want to make note of it now. The camera work, the way they go to the flashbacks is so well done. You fade from these shots to the younger version of Sam constantly. And the way it's done, I just thought was really, I'm not saying it was new or or innovative in in terms of television, but it was well executed. And to me, that stood out. Yeah, I love how the flashbacks connect with the, the hunt, like the present, right? I think... They're really seamless, Chris, which for me is the most important part. If you're going to use flashbacks, make it seamless. Make the past flow into the present as seamlessly as you could. I think Jensen really nailed that. Um, And can I just say, it's really good to see Colin Ford back, Chris. He plays young Sam 
He is absolutely fantastic. I think the um, sensibilities that they both share, obviously the likeliness, I think they both very much look. I buy him as a young Dean physically, right? And to be honest, Chris, I think he really carries this episode. I really love seeing young Sam away from Dean, away from John, doing some legwork for a hunt for them. Like he's in a hospital. Uh, it's not a hospital. Excuse me. That was the prior episode. He's in a library by himself. And you see him finish the hunt, but then you also see him struggle with like things that a teenager would struggle with, right? Like talking to girls. So for me, that was the highlight of this episode. And out of all of the young actors that portray Sam and Dean, he is hands down my favorite. I think he is a phenomenal actor, uh, especially in this series. So really good to see him again. And I would say he humanizes the hunters in a really unique way. And I think that's what makes Sam a good hunter we've gone into the whole soul of sam is a great hunter in a lot of ways but frightening right right sam has the right mix of everything you know and and his ability to do that research seeing that at an early age they had him doing research or go to the library and you could still see that dad was telling him what to do side without seeing john winchester on screen so i thought it did a lot of things phenomenally well uh you know and to your point yeah it's by the way an episode that starts three weeks later in Whitefish, Montana, in this old cabin that used to belong to Rufus. And the fact that Leviathans are like shapeshifters, but they bleed back blue, black goo. They like to eat people. And so far, nothing can kill them. And that's what we know. And I love this moment, though, because you see Sam ultimately going out to get stuff and ends up seeing something about an ice pick killer and something immediately is reflecting on him and then this is where you have that flashback flash forward and you see this previous uh, uh, hunt that they were on where they were fight where they were fighting this monster the kitsune and in japanese folklore they're foxes that possess paranormal abilities that increase as they get older and wiser so werewolf like but they they like we kind of have a note here more fox like than wolves they're very rare and they feed on pituitary glands, which is the, the real kicker here when, when Dean's doing, not Dean, Sam's doing the work, is to bat a pituitary gland. As we go for this story, and let's just be straight up, straight up here, there's a, a woman named Amy who he's met in the past when she was a young girl, and she didn't want to be a part of his life. She was a good person. And it goes back to a conversation we're going to have later on about at what point do you save someone's life who's a monster? Because they're a mm. good monster or a good being, I guess is the word, right? And Sam goes on this with the intent that I may have to kill her, but you could tell he doesn't want to. And it's a really interesting story overall. It is, yeah. And it's really the first of its kind, Chris, because we're going to see Dean start to develop a friendship with a monster himself, Benny, who is a character that a lot of people really enjoy. And we're going to see both of these guys act like hypocrites, right? In this case, it's Sam befriending a monster, but in Dean's case, he's going to befriend Benny. And in both cases, they're going to disagree with each other, right? So this episode really is, is about Sam revisiting a hunt. We've seen that story before, Chris. What we're doing now, though, is using Colin Ford. We're using young Sam as a vessel to tell that story. And I really like that because you see a, a young man and you see a young Kitsune interacting and realizing that they're not supposed to like each other, but they come to a truce. And this story slowly unfolds what that truce is about. And I think the the pace, we talk about pace, Chris, 
in the premiere, you and I agreed the pace was fantastic. The episode two, the one we just covered, the pace wasn't that great. I feel like not a lot happened in, in a lot of time. This one, though, with the the past and the present, and also with Dean figuring out that Sam had left and Dean has to go and find Sam, I felt like the pace was really great in this episode. And and the story that they tell, you know, it's it's uh it's not as predictable as maybe you would expect. Some of these stories about you know revisiting Hunts Chris. They're kind of color by color. Um, uh, there's there's a few I could think of off the top of my head. This one, though, I think because they used a young Sam, you can understand why present Sam has made a deal with this Kitsune to not kill her. And we're going to learn what that secret is. Dean, unfortunately, though, doesn't have a soft spot for this monster. And that's what's going to create this conflict that's going to come back to bite both of them in the ass later in the season. And that's a, a storyline that continues over the next few episodes. I think that's what the interesting thing is. This is a mini subplot in right. this season that's unrelated to the A plot in any real way. It you know, mm-hmm. it's it's just a B plot that is I and I'd say mini B plot, but it's it's pretty significant for what it means for Sam and Dean and how they're thinking of each other for some of the season. Uh, you know, it's interesting too because it, in this in the present you've got Sam kind of going through trying to find her and she's revealing I'm only doing it for my kid. He's going to die. Right. In the episode itself, you see the young Sam and and I agree phenomenal acting who's realizing this girl doesn't want to have anything to do with that monster life. And it's a great moment at the end of the flashback where the mother says these guys in Impala hunters are after us. We got to leave. And that's when the math is done in both of their heads and Sam's head to start and then her head. And that's where that we're not supposed to like each other. And I love that. I love that scene between the two of them. I thought it's well acted by both of the, both of those actors, the younger actors. And it's, it, it's, it was just nice to watch them jump off of each other. And there's a moment where she says to him in, in this episode, come with me. We'll be freaks together. It was a great moment. Mm even where she even says you're you are a freak but i'm a freak it's okay to be a freak and so we're going back to that word right that word which was a dirty word probably two seasons ago you you didn't want to say that word in season four season five it's it's interesting that we come back to it and we see why it just reinforces some of that early season use of the word why this word is so painful to him maybe because here he built a real connection with this person happened to be a monster but clearly not a bad person who killed her own mom let's just put that out there she killed her own mom to save him because she was clearly going to hurt him that's how much she didn't want this life would sam have done the same i can't say that you know i don't i i mean would sam have killed his dad to save her no i don't believe so so you think about that decision that she makes that's a really significant decision that's probably not something he's ever forgotten No, it's a life for a life. And Sam holds up his end of the bargain when when he finds out that she has been feeding, but only on dead people, Chris. He gives her a pass. He says, I'm not going to kill you. When when he when Sam tells Dean this, though, Chris, Dean doesn't give a shit. Dean doesn't care that this Katsini killed one of their own to save Sam. He does not give a shit because Dean is going to agree with Sam to his face and say, that's cool. 
I'm just glad you're okay. But later in the episode, at the end of the episode, he's going to find Amy. And behind Sam's back, he stabs and he kills her. And not only that, he leaves her son alone to fend for himself, therefore creating a new enemy, Chris. Look, I love Dean and he's he's my guy. Like he's the my favorite character of the show and identify with him in a lot of ways. And I think he's really interesting and unique. But this is a really bad choice by Dean. You can kind of understand it. He thinks in black and white, right? Monsters are monsters. But Sam's life was spared by this Katsuni. And Sam even told Dean as much. Dean really should have taken Sam's word uh, on this one. I, I can't stand behind this decision from Dean here, Chris. It was the wrong thing to do. And more than that, he lied to Sam. These guys don't need to be lying to each other. They have they have enough to deal with in the A plot, don't you think? And I think I messaged you the moment I had watched this episode and said, I got an issue with Dean this this episode. <laughs> and mm -hmm. and I remembered this episode. I think that's the thing, is I don't care if it's an it, again, IMDb ratings are what they are, right? We don't we don't put too much stock in them. I don't care if it's an 8.0, a 7.5, or a 9.0. I really like this episode. And most importantly, I remember this episode. Like, I didn't forget the moment I saw what the story was. I'm like, oh, no, it's this one. Mm -hmm. Because this episode will come back in my mind when we get to Benny and the decisions that Dean is willing to make about Benny. And you'll be able to argue, I think, at that point that, well, did Benny kill people? All right. But monster for monster. I mean, tit for tat. Dean's arguing it's a monster. We kill it. So and we so it, it's interesting to me. And we're going to come back to this later on so this episode is pivotal I mean, when we talk about it on the show is it worth rewatching hell yes rewatch this because we're going to come back to it you're going to want to come back to it and i think it's a critical decision made by this character and i find it interesting he leaves the kid alive i, I found it really interesting he's stone cold but he leaves this kid because what it, i don't know if it's danos rules here and we don't you know kill not danos rules um i'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who it is but uh, uh i was going to say oh actually uh, it's going to be Negan rules. We don't kill kids, right? Of course, John Winchester's other character. Um, but whatever it is, that kid says, I'm going to kill you. We never see this kid again. And I, I wish they paid it off. If I have an issue with this episode, it's we're never going to pay off that plot like that. Mm. Like, imagine if that was the, the reason Dean died one day because this thing came back. I mean, wouldn't that have been something? I, I'm not suggesting that's the way to have Dean go, but wouldn't that have been something to have this kid come back and that be the death? And, and it's like, and then, you know, we're even, and then that's it. And it's, and now you got Sam crying and all goes back to this one episode. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's not, but the fact that the kid never showed up again, it just kind of bugs me. It bugs me more than the God kid. Cause at least he's, uh, uh, at least that kid is, as long as he's quiet, everyone's good. You know, I can deal with that one. Yeah, I, I have a problem with uh, with this too, Chris. At least kill the kid or, or bring him back, right? The other problem I have with this one, Chris, and I, I brought it up last week, which is that Leviathans are supposed to be this monster that are older than souls, right? They should be primal, feral creatures. But no, we have them working at credit card companies, Chris, and they're able to track Sam Winchester through a credit card purchase. Why are we doing this? Why are we treating Leviathan like they're the FBI? I hate it, Chris. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Gosh, just let them use their senses like vampires. And it, it, everything would make much more sense. I hate it. I that also don't understand point. why they're so separate from each other at the start of this. I know they eventually, they were all together in the 
hospital I know at one point mm. there, but I don't know. I'm with you. It, it, it the Leviathan season though, so far for me, as we're talking about this, and we'll get into some references and, and fun trivia just a moment, but the monster might candidly suck so far, but I'm enjoying the episodes overall. So it's, it's one of those things where as we look at this season, I don't have to love the monster if the story ends up being interesting. This is a great example of a filler episode that was really interesting, had my attention. And yeah, I'm going to highly encourage people to to uh, to watch this one because it, it's despite my disagreement with Dean and, and that long-term impact, I do think this is a phenomenal backstory on Sam Winchester and it's a, it's a great story and well-acted. I agree. Uh, there's a lot of references and trivia, Chris. So let's jump right into that. Uh, to start things off, uh, there's a pie reference for Dean. Sam goes to the store and he brings back cake. Dean is quite disappointed because it is not pie. And that's a reference that goes all the way back to, gosh, maybe season two, uh, season three. But every Supernatural fan or, or Dean fan knows that he absolutely loves pie. So I love any time they get a chance to mention that, Chris. Uh, another little piece of foreshadowing, uh, when Bobby is talking to Dean at the hospital, Dean says, man, you know, your house was burned down. I thought for sure you were dead. And uh, Bobby goes, no, not yet. And they leave the scene. And I just thought, well, hold on a second. If you're a writer on on season seven, you know that Bobby's demise is coming soon. You didn't just slip that in there just to slip it in there. That's a direct piece of foreshadowing that looking back now, Chris, I wasn't prepared for. So I thought it was no. a nice inclusion of that line. I'm there. still not prepared for it. This is also, by the way, the first uh, episode shot for the season. So then Jensen could just focus on being Dean, which I thought was really interesting. And as a Doctor Who fan, I have to tell you that uh, uh, Jewel, who played uh, Amy Pond in this episode, which is a reference to Doctor Who. Uh, also, my favorite, you can't see it. But to my right of me, I have a gigantic poster of uh, the doctor from uh, the 11th doctor and Amy Ponce with the TARDIS. Uh, that was a, I think it was a wedding present for my best man and it's signed and all that. So I, I love Amy Pond. So I love that reference. Uh, and then also she played Amy in the X-Files in an episode called Obelite. So, uh, you know, and, and Jewel, I mean, I know her from Firefly. She's lovely. I love her character. But uh, yeah, what a great job. I thought she did a great job with this character uh, and she made you feel for her. And I think she did a great job. I love that uh, that reference there. Here's another one, Chris. When Dean is at the convenience store, the man behind the counter is wearing a Batman under the red hood T-shirt. Uh, now, of course, this was a animation uh, project from DC Studios in which Jensen was the voice of Red Hood. So obviously a reference to Jensen there. Uh, and if you aren't uh, aware, Jensen currently voices Batman in DC's animation series as of 2023. There's a new movie coming out in 2024. He's been Batman for quite a bit now uh, in terms of animation. And of course, they're going to be casting a new Batman in James Gunn's universe, Chris. Just saying I wouldn't mind if Jensen played the live action Batman either. I think he'd be a great fit. Yeah, we're also, by the way, seeing some great lines in this. Uh, Dean calls Bobby and says that uh, Sam left him here like Jimmy Stewart, which is a reference to the 1954 film Rear Window, which is phenomenal. Also has yes. a really good board game, just so people know too, uh, but by Funko of all people, actually. Uh, and Dean's missed calls, by the way, on Sam's phone are going under Lars Ulrich, who's the drummer for Metallica. The name on Sam's credit card is Lemmy, uh, Lemmy 
Kilmeister, who's the lead singer of Motorhead. So again, the rock and roll references everywhere. It's funny. It's funny because it's Sam's credit card too. Uh, yes. you, you would think Sam might have a different taste there, but I guess they they're just sticking with that. Uh, but yeah, oh man, there's so many references in this one. I think which is which watching it, you don't even necessarily pick up on all of them. That's the crazy thing because there's more. We haven't even hit them all. Yeah, there's a few more. the The next couple are movie references. So the skate park where the drug dealer is killed is actually the same one that's used in the first Deadpool. Uh, excuse me, Deadpool film. Uh, which is a, a fantastic movie, and I remember that scene well. Uh, there's two other movies referenced here, Chris. Uh, there's a subtle reference to My Bloody Valentine, which, of course, is a movie that Jensen was in from 2009. Uh, there's an advert uh, on TV that plays when Dean is sleeping. Very subtle, blink and you'll miss it type of thing. Another one here, Chris, uh, is Girl Interrupted, which is a movie that Misha had a very minor role in, and that one is from 1999. So a fun little reference to Misha and Jensen there. And we also have a return of Nico McGowan, who returns uh, after playing Lucas in season one, Dead in the Water, which was such a creepy episode. We really liked that one. Uh, He played a bully in that one. In this one, he plays a cop. He also was in Faith as a Spirit and Hell House as Mordecai Murdoch. So he's been uh, around the supernatural block at this point. Yep. And uh, last on the list here, Chris, Sam sneaks out of the cabin because Dean is sleeping. And when he closes the door... A trailer for Hellhazers 3D comes on TV. Now, you and I love the episode Hollywood Babylon. Um, that was Hellhazers 2. That was the movie they were filming while they were on set for. Dean uh, played, uh, what do they call those people, Chris? Uh, like uh, assistant uh, to the production or something. Uh, but yeah. he had a walkie-talkie and he really loved doing that. And yeah, the movie that they were working on was Hellhazers 2. Apparently that series has continued over the years and now they're on Hellhazers 3D. So it's, again, just a fun little nod to those earlier seasons. Yeah, overall, I think for us, we both really like this episode. Definitely worth a rewatch. It's an enjoyable, enjoyable one. And I think it's one that, again, we'll come back to. And so it's a shame that that its connection very much is more begrudging later on when we're like, well, you argued this about Benny. And it, and they're both hypocrites on this. So it's you know, neither one is in the right in the long run when you <laughs> debate mm-hmm. their their uh, conversations in later seasons. But, hey, you know, it's it's a great episode. I love the backstory. Really wish that the kid came back, though. It, that's that's the thing I will just leave it with. It would be higher for me if that had happened, because I think it could have been such a neat story. You could have been at least a near death experience, you know, for for Dean if this kid came back and you know I would have even been okay if somehow this doesn't get brought up until that kid comes back you know Mm -hmm. there could have been so many ways for this to happen though as we look ahead I mean let's just say Dean's gonna be on trial pretty soon and he is definitely worried about Sam finding out about this and I'm very very excited about to talk about the next one uh on next week's episode Yeah, come back and join us for uh, episode four, Defending Your Life. Sam and Dean investigate murders of people who have their guilty past come back and kill them. Uh, And Chris, we're going to get the return of Joe, which is very cool. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, If uh, you want to know exactly when these new episodes of the podcast drop, consider subscribing uh, generally Tuesdays. uh, Every week, Uh, follow us on Reddit, on Twitter or threads. We're always posting questions uh opinions we want to know exactly what you think about every episode in season seven and beyond we're having a lot of fun over there uh but until then 
Chris, I'm looking forward to next week where we're going to meet uh, Osiris, which is, of course, uh, an Egyptian god. It's it's nice to deal with gods again, Chris, outside of Castiel, who, you know, was the last god that we said hello and goodbye to. So, yeah, looking forward to next week. Uh, I don't remember this one, Chris, to be totally fair. It's not fresh in my memory, so I'm looking forward to rewatching it and uh, covering every single detail that we can. Yeah, I will say it's fair to say that that will be it for this week, but we will be back because, after all, we've got work to do.